broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. Give a man a beer, waste an hour. Teach a man to brew, and waste a lifetime. <laughs> Welcome into Draft 97, everyone. Uh, here we are at the end of October. We are hurtling towards our centennial draft, I guess. Uh, draft 100. Um, not really hurtling, more... Uh, Moseying, I guess, I would say. <laughs> Meandering. Uh, towards that. Meandering, I think, would be a, a correct way to put it. Um, we uh, are here recording today, and we are short one of our soldiers. Coley is back. Me and Sancho warmed it up for her, and now Coley has gone back to Texas, San Antonio, to be exact, today. But here's the good thing is we actually do have a... V- a 50%ly good stand-in um, <laughs> um, from the Craft Beer Republic. Please put your hands together and welcome in the one and only Greg Jones. What's up? Hello, Greg. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, hello. I Hey, you know what? I usually get like a 40%, so I'll take 50. That's pretty good. <laughs> Wiley's, feeling, you know, uh, Wiley's feeling generous today. No, he swells me a little bit more every time he comes on. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Another 5% every time. A little bit, you know? Yeah. Hey, you know what? By 200, I'll be at like 70. It'll be great. Uh, just by pop off in my face, dude. And we're going to have to take a moment. Whoa. Not again. I don't, you know, I don't normally start podcasts like that. That's uh, <laughs> it's a, little, a little crazy. Uh, welcome in, Greg Jones. How's Thank your you. weekend you, been? You've been good? Yeah, well, I mean, I was kind of in the neighborhood of you guys, and by neighborhood, I mean like, wow. you know, hanging on to your coattails all weekend long. Uh, but yeah, it's been good. It's been hydrating for sure. <laughs> so we're um, speaking of that. We all, every single one of us, went to the Surf and Suds uh, Beer Festival this weekend. We are going to get to that and do a little breakdown from all of our perspectives on that little festival we had. We got a little bit of news, including the return of the Florida man uh, is going to uh, make a little yes. appearance. There we go. Greg Jones with the start of what's going to be a recurring segment. That's <laughs> <Yeah, it's> me. <laughs> we're trying to get him to do uh, is bringing in some great drunk stories with Greg Jones. We've been teasing it for a while. Well, not teasing it. We've been, we mentioned it a long time ago, but finally McCormick has actually chosen a winner to be the director of taco relations. So we're going to announce that winner and follow up for all you California living types with the best cities in California's four tacos. And then at the very end, just a real quick um, update on the fourth announces who's in the lead, who shit the bed this week. Uh oh. <laughs> and uh, then we'll close it on out. But to do that and to get through all that amazing content that will blow your mind, let's get on to the beer of the day. Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and w- w- water. The beer of the day. Oh, I got some on my pants. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, how are you, like, you know what, Greg? You are the guest. 
What are you drinking today, sir? Today I reached back into the fridge and I pulled out Anchorage Brewing Company's Beached. It's an IPA, double dry hopped with Phantasm powder and citra hops. That sounds like something sorry, Sancho's Phantasm on right powder? now. Phantasm powder? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be on some Phantasm power. <laughs> powder. Or power. You get the power I think they're kind of both the, the same. Yeah. Depending, on, depending on what orifice they go in, they could be the same. <laughs> yeah, it's very phantasmic. Uh, this bad boy is 6.4%. It has an 87 on Beer Advocate and a 403 on Untapped, over 1,000 scores. Uh, for Yeah, from the brewery, they say a very long description. IPA double dry hops with Phantasm powder and citra hops. Like, woo, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> this one, I, I haven't had a, a, an Anchorage in a while. Um but this is a delicious one. This came to me from Tavor. I get a lot of citrus on the palate. It's very citrusy, a little bit of stone fruit, uh, and it finishes off with a little bit of pineapple as well as that dankness as, that you look for in a more west coasty. I don't know how well you guys can see this. Obviously, people at home can't see it at all, so I don't know why I'm, I'm holding it up for you guys. But uh, it's mostly clear. It's mostly west coast. I'd say it's west coast with uh, some juiciness, like a nice. little... A little hint of West East Coast, Coast adjacent. Well, yeah, it's like Nevada. <laughs> I can also say, even though I know a lot of you at home can't see this, he's drinking it out of a studly glass. Oh, yeah, it's my delishable glass. Delicious. His delishable glass from the Craft Beer Republic. <laughs> Go ahead and go follow them and buy yourself a new pint. Apparently, it makes beer taste better from what he that's has what, said. That's what I keep telling people. That's One of these bad. days, they'll believe me. <laughs> That went from a 403 to a 3.75. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, to, to summarize this one, this one is uh, very delishable. It's very crushable. It's, it's that 6.4, but uh, it goes down like a four or something. It, it hides all the booze completely. And uh, I could I could pound a couple of these on a nice warm day for sure. That sounds awesome. Uh, am I, I going to take the rain here? All right. I went a little bit different direction. Um, been going archiving a little bit, going into some of this barrel-aged stuff that I have from Firestone, and I decided to bust out the Firestone 19 Anniversary Ale. Mm. And, uh, yeah, this thing's been sitting for a little bit. Um, you know, typically I like um, I like cellaring stuff for like a couple years is kind of the sweet spot. But, yeah, this one's definitely been sitting on the shelf for a little bit. But it's Wait, amazing. What, uh, what what anniversary is Firestone at right now? Like how 25. old is that beer? We oh, just did our twenty fifth. So yeah, you did that for us. You did that for everybody at home listening. Man. <laughs> hey man, honestly, I'm so Jeez. stoked for myself. Honestly, it's um, it really hasn't lost much of its notes. Um, it really has. Uh, it kind of developed a little bit more on the chocolate. Um, but in a good way and it's not sweet because it definitely um, you know has maybe lost a little bit of its legs uh, a little booziness has fallen off just a little bit but um, above all though I mean it's a delicious beer um, I'm uh, I had it in the fridge I'm letting it warm up just a little bit I'm sure it'll just get a little more complex as I go but uh, getting into some numbers here it's a 13.8 ABV and uh, Alcohol. it's got a pretty surprising good rating of 4.47 I guess I'm not surprised it's it's a damn good beer 
Uh, Damn, almost 4.5. Yeah. That's I, two heavy hitters you brought. You did 4.5 last week, right? I know. I'm telling you, dude. I'm sticking with this stuff. It's great. Um, that's over. A Only the over. best for Sancho. <laughs> yeah, look at this freaking guy. I'm just sitting here right by here. myself drinking, and this one comes in the 22, you know? It used, they used oh, to, the good old days. The good old days. So I got this whole 22 to the dome here, so um, we'll see. You can't lose with 22s. Yeah, and I can't lose. I legit um, thought that once they switched over, you know, to the smaller one, that everyone was like, come on. Yeah, they freaked out. I thought out. legitimately they'd go back. They did not. Yeah, no, that's that's just, I think the sourcing of the bottle and everything, it's just over with. And this, I don't have to drink the whole thing. I could pop the top back on it, put it in the fridge, and it'll be fine for tomorrow. But um, just kind of going over. He says over, that, but he's going to drink the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Of course. Um, okay, so uh, they blended together 235 oak barrels of four different beers, creating a truly complex and exceptional beer. That's from Matt. Uh, Parabola is a uh, 33.33% of it, uh, which is the Russian Imperial Stout. Sticky Monkey is again 33.33% of the final mix. Mm, I miss I Sticky Monkey. It's a Central Coast quad, uh, you know, brewed with the Belgian candy and Mexican turbinado sugar. And then uh, it's got that Bravo. Remember Bravo when we we oh, made yeah, and put Bravo out? Some people were kind of losing it on that, but I don't know. I thought Bravo was good. That was like a brown, like an imperial yeah. brown ale. Yeah, Asian right? uh, bourbon and brandy barrels. Oh, so I uh, enjoyed Bravo a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I figured you guys would. Um, I got a lot of shit for it out in the streets, though. It was a, it was weird, but I, I think change is good. You know what I mean? So it was a that's sixteen point six percent of the final blend, and the other sixteen point six percent is. Velvet Merkin, and mm. uh, that's uh, you know aged in bourbon barrels, a traditional oatmeal stout. So um, yeah, no, definitely, I'm I'm stoked to be able to crack this thing open. Um, like I said, I have a few. Other, I have actually two of these, and it's it's weird because I bought them from a liquor store in El Rio. The guy just <laughs> he he didn't want them anymore. You know, he had bought them. Maybe he what? was doing good with them at a certain time, and he's like, "Look, man, these things have been sitting here for like over a year. I don't want them." And I was like, "Okay, I'll buy them." And literally, I talked him into him. You know, just getting me a good price on them. Pretty much, I think I just paid cost or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Um, just to get him out of his hair and I've been sitting on him. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to enjoy that. So I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, and then, you know, um, JR liquor in Camarillo has a bunch of sticky monkey. I bought, oh. I bought one there the other day. They have like a little rack when you walk in and there's at least like half a dozen or so more st uh, sticky monkeys in there. So just an FYI, I, th I know I'm going to be stopping back by and picking them on up. Hey, can we end this but, uh, early? I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real question, Sancho. Did the AG, I mean, it's like what, it six years old. Is yeah. that what you said? Mm-hmm. Did aging it for that long, did it mellow it out a little bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not as punchy in the face. It's definitely still complex, um, very enjoyable. But um, yeah, I remember this one being really boozy when it when it dropped. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, yeah, it, it's it's weird what it picks up and what it drops off. Like I said, it really picked up the, the candies and the sugar aspect of it, but not in a weird way where I feel like I'm going to get diabetes. <laughs> it's uh, it's really, really tasty. Um, it's a great beer for after dinner or just lounging like on a chilly evening. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. Dig it. I think it's maybe one of the longest beers that I've like cellared. Because usually, like I said, I like the two to three year range is like perfect, I think. Uh, five to six years is quite a while to sit on a beer. Yeah, I've got a couple of 16 uh, Parabba Javas in here. Ooh, nice. Oh. There you go. Sandro, yeah. you should probably know this. When's the last time they made Parabba Java? Um, I think we've been we've a made, bit, right? We've made, no, we've made variants of it like the years. I think we even made one last year. It was one year. like two years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yep. 
Oh, okay. It was pretty popular. Right. Mark got one at the Nugget. He always gets them. He was literally oh. one of the first accounts to get it, and we did. I had to like pull some strings to get it. And then the next couple of years after that, it just became like a, I would get two five gallons a year when it would drop. That's a gnarly beer, and that's a great freaking beer. It's good. I you know I I love it. I think the regular Parabola though just does hold so much of that flavor. Well, you know, I mean, but that, that's yeah. that's me. I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I get all the best. <laughs> I get the 4.5 on untapped, yo. It does feel Watch good. Me go. It does feel good stepping up Watch with that me. for sure. <laughs> all right, so I am not doing anything nearly as good as you guys, apparently. Um, I am drinking. Bringing up the rear. <laughs> apparently so. What the fuck? Uh, I am doing a field to ferment fresh hop pale ale from mm. Fremont Brewing. It's got a 3.9 on the untapped. It is a 6% on the ABV. Alcohol. And 50 IBUs. Um, This is what uh, Fremont has to say about it. Brewing is the craft of blending science with artistry, then introducing the mystical. Field deferment exemplifies this adventure and represents a colossal collaboration between the brewery and our hop farmers. Nothing is fresher, nothing is better for a brewer. So please do enjoy this absolutely fresh, this beer absolutely fresh, and enjoy the adventure this beer represents. The first time uh, on Untapped that this beer shows up, I think is 2014 or 15. So uh, this is going to be the latest in a series uh, that they have done. So cheers to them. Nice. Sounds uh, good. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear it's not just a really old beer. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but that being said... <laughs> It actually is tasting pretty good over here, um, fresh and light. Not the fours that you guys are pulling off, but I thought it was a good. I'm like, you know what? Look, 3.9 is close enough. It's a high I think three. We'll, it's a high three. Yeah. It's good. We can't all be winners. So there's going to be winners and losers in the game oh, of life. And, oh, man. There you go. Let's all laugh at the commish. That was, that, was per- that was a perfect drop for that. It was I, right there. Know, yeah. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. I haven't had a Fremont in quite a hot minute. Where, where are you picking these up at? That was at uh, Bottle and Pint. They have oh, a couple nice. of them. All right. And same here. I'm like, oh, my God, Fremont. Like, when's the last time I had Fremont? So yeah, it's been a long I time. I picked that up. It's between that, um, there are a few other ones that were actually over fours, but they were like, um, oh, uh, Pure Project. And they were like, oh, this is a murky triple IPA kind of thing or something. I'm That's like, my backup beer. Yeah, backup look beer. at you. Nice. Can I, can I talk about Pure for a half second? Hell, yeah, you can. They they did like a subscription thing and I, I signed up last week on a Thursday and I shit you not by Friday at noon I had a bunch of pure project at my door. What? That's amazing. Yeah. I, I could never the find first. them anywhere and now yeah. I'm getting them delivered. Dude, they're on their shit. That's awesome. Dude, they were they were all standing there in the brewery and your order came through and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> woo! They're like, Fuck yeah, dude, let's get it. Quick, put it put it in the box. Let's get it out the fucking door. Let's go. Bring up Greg order to get it out now. Hey! Let's go. Yeah. They're like, guys, okay, that went really well, but I think there's some things we could work on to make that a little faster for our next <laughs> one. <laughs> Greg's not gonna stick around if it takes twenty three hours next time. <laughs> right, the the one guy that was supposed to be the runner, they would hop on a like a moped and get to you. It was like in the bathroom at the time and just couldn't, you know, he's in there blowing it out and couldn't get onto oh his moped. <laughs> Zip it up, Todd. Zip it up. <laughs> Come on. Shit to do. Now he rides a moped and his name is Todd. <laughs> That's awesome. Why not? He's out there. Shout out to you, moped riding Todd. 
<laughs> Moped Todd. Thanks for the delivery. Speed it up next time. We can all use Mo Todd. <laughs>
we already talked about how good Firestone was doing. There's a lot of great breweries on hand, a couple of new ones. Um, there was <laughs> a really drunk guy with a fantastic fanny pack that was uh, dancing with Coley and the girls. That guy was awesome. <laughs> that guy was great. He had like the, the shirt tucked into his shorts and fanny pack. He nice. didn't have a choice, man. That was the biggest fanny pack I'd ever seen. I didn't know you could do a, like a backpack to fanny pack conversion, but that guy had it. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't yeah. one of those like gut fanny packs, was it? Where it looks like a beer belly hanging out? No, no. It was a fanny pack that was just like stretched to its limits. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He, he made sure to twerk that into people. Like I saw like he was back. He, he backed that fanny up, dude. Like, oh it was gosh. funny. Yeah. Right into Coley from, from one, of, one of the uh, things I saw. Yeah, poor Coley. I, I did get video proof of that because it was too good not to. There's there's video somewhere on my phone of creepy random guy with fanny pack dance with Coley. But, I mean, uh, I, I keep saying it was a great event. It was a great event. We we had a lot of fun, and we got really hydrated. Um, and then afterwards, we we kind of helped clean up the Booze League tent a little bit, and then uh, then it, it, it really started. <laughs> they continued to get hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we went over to the hotel, we kind of checked in and, and, you know, rested for a minute and by rested, I meant had a couple beers at the hotel. And then, uh, wh- where did we go for, for dinner? I, I can't remember the name of that place. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, here's, let, here's what you should fill in. All right. So let me, let me talk about, uh, Saturday and then we'll all, we'll come together on, uh, the Sunday. Yeah. We'll um, meet up at that orgy. <laughs> so um saturday was good i we all got there early and actually had more help than normal like coley got here uh, she took an uber out to uh booze league hq i was already loaded up we went out there um the institution booth institution ale company you should follow them online was right behind us so we were already getting hydrated we had people helping the booth we were set up earlier than normal and we we're ready to go and, nice. it, and and then suddenly the VIP start coming in and then Greg Jones comes walking on over with Mrs. Jones and like the the gang's all here and we're having a good time. Sandro comes cruising on over and say, hey, you got to try this cinnamon dolce uh, mm-hmm. beer. And like that dude was not messing around. That was an awesome freaking beer. So it all went really well. And as the day progressed, one of the things you notice, like everyone's one, everyone's in a really good mood. And two, People were letting loose like they haven't gone out and let loose in a long time. Yeah, nice. One of the- <laughs> it was real obvious. I don't know if you were there for this, Greg, uh, for the guy in the rainbow pants. Were you there? Like you probably heard about it, but did you actually see it go down? I did not see anything. Ha- I saw him walking around, but I did not see him at your booth. So uh, one of the gentlemen in our booth, Dan Bridges, God bless him, from Institutional Company, actually uh, came out and helped out. Him and Matt, shout out. Um, he looked at me. He's like. Oh my God. And then he went into what just happened. So the guy in the, uh, the rainbow pants, we've been watching him for a while and our booth was set up where we saw, we had a shady area in front of us. We had a, a stage right in front of that shady area as well. We were in like a really good spot. That's where everyone congregated, stood by the, the, the tall tables and whatnot, drank their beers, blah, blah, blah. This guy had been out there and he was doing the kind of thing like he thought he was at an EDM festival. So we <laughs> were fairly sure he was on something more than just drinking. Also concerning the fact this is about 145. Um, Probably had that phantasm powder. Whoa. <laughs> right? Ooh. Bam. Nice. Nice. There you uh, go. Way, to, way to bring that back in. And probably, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> and he had some type of powder. So the dude was going to town. Well, he uh, went to town a little too hard and started to fall over and grabbed the table in front of him, which fell on top of him. But the funny thing oh, is, shit. oh my god! And this is what Dan Bridges alerted me to. Apparently, at some point, because he was dancing so hard, he had split the bottom of his rainbow pants. Oh. So as he went down and he squatted, his balls 
came right out. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Are you came serious? right out the bottom. <laughs> Uh, and so for the rest of the day, we're like, yeah, Dusty Peaches over here, like doing his thing. <laughs> Dusty Peaches. Wow. Someone Hold the whole table down on top of oh, him. What man. table? Big testicles. That's one of those like, um, like a, it was basically like a high top, but it was a smaller high top. No chairs oh, or anything. Yeah, just yeah, basically yeah. like lean on it or what put your, mess, your drinks on it. But um, next thing you know, uh, ruining the business at our booth because no drunk people would come by it. There was like 40 cops, I swear to God. They all came up, and they're all just waiting. Like, there's state park police, there's the sheriffs. The EMTs came over to make sure he wasn't going to OD or some shit. I don't no know. No shit. Yeah, it went That's a downer. Down. It went down. Well, I mean, Andreas, like, shout out to Andreas, who is one of the best festival organizers, which is why all of his in Fuego events, look him up online, Surf and Suds. He does a whole bunch of other ones in California. Uh, he's one of the best events. He went over and talked to him personally and said, hey, bro, you got to roll. And one of his guys followed this guy out, and the guy's walking. I don't know, balls akimbo, I guess. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh and God. tried to stop for another beer oh on the gosh. way out. Oh, my and goodness. It's, it's like, hey, 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 no, no, you got to keep moving. Just just, just keep going. So, Dang. Um, that was uh That was fun. That would, I missed that, that would, fun. Yeah, that was a ball. That's what. <laughs> or two. <laughs> balls. Got it. So that night, uh, after everything's broken down, uh, Greg and Mrs. Jones, Miss Jones, uh, Greg and Mrs. Greg uh, hung out at the hotel, hydrated in the room, because we had, like, because of the grace of Sancho, for instance, we had beers to drink in the room. Can, Just, can we throw Big Dick Nick under the bus a little bit? Please. So he shows up. First of all, an orgy with Big Dick Nick, always always a pain in the ass, like you say. Uh, uh, he shows up, and, and he's you know way behind. Poor guy had to work all day. He did not get to hydrate like we did. And uh, we brought a few beers back from the festival. We got a, a few from Sancho. I had a couple in my pockets. And one of them, I was going to wait and take a picture because someone had given it to me. And they were like, you know, here, take a picture. And I don't know how, but it ended up in the sink with all the ice. <laughs> He comes out of the bathroom. He'd already had like two or three out of the sink. And he comes walking out of the bathroom and just cracks it like one handed, you know, like stone cold cracks it. And Nicole is, oh, Nick! <laughs> and it was, it was hilarious. He's like, what? And it is, you know, only Nick can do with, what? Well, <laughs> Over enunciating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Greg was going to take pictures. And it was like, whatever. I can find another one and take a picture. Like, it's not a huge deal. But fight ensued. It, hilarity ensued. And he's like, I, I just want to drink a goddamn beer. I feel like I'm at home. I can't drink the beers in my own fridge. Uh, and then aww. he didn't even like it. Then he, he hated like, it. Yeah, they didn't even like it. It's like, God damn it. That's funny. Typical Nick. Taste, he didn't like it. So. That's awesome. That's how he rolls. Big Dick Nick. So we rolled out of there about that point, and because we couldn't just go to dinner, I think I was encouraging people to drink more, we went to the hotel lobby and uh, had like, uh, we went for one and had like three. Something like and, that, yeah. And we stumbled down to a place called Social Tap where there's a shitload of Dodger fans watching the Dodger game. That was the 9-2 to two win yeah. for the Dodgers that night. It was um, a good night to be around Dodger fans. Nice. It, it, was, it was a great night there. Um, we had some hats, some booze league swag to give out. We made friends with a whole table full of hardcore looking motherfuckers. I'm going to be honest. And, uh, Nick was like, I got a little worried. <laughs> Nick, so we hadn't given any hats out yet. Hats, you know, and Nick doesn't normally give out swag. And he came over. He's like, I'm going to give out a hat. I'm like, oh yeah. So he goes wandering over to this table and gives out a hat to some guy. And next thing you know, the whole table's over hanging out with us. And 
They bought it, and they decided, the guy got in his head, that everyone was going to have a shot at Casa Azul, which was, I think, um, so Nick tried to pay for half of it. I think, altogether, that bill was over $200 for a round It was something of, like $30 a shot. It was Damn. gnarly. Wow. And this guy was hardcore enough that I wasn't going to turn it down. Normally, I don't do shots. Commission don't do shots. I hate like shots. I, I hate, especially tequila. Oof. Yeah, and even, even the high-end tequila, like, whatevs, yeah. right? So I'm like sipping it, and then I hide it behind my beer so he doesn't see that I didn't take a shot on. I'm gonna get my ass kicked, right? And uh, so then Nick starts jawing off about the Raiders and the Niners and starts talking football and stuff. And Greg, what did you turn and say uh, to your lovely wife? <laughs> I turned over to Shannon. I just said, I don't know what's happening. I just need you to know I've got his back. <laughs> <laughs> we were ready to throw down, yeah, dude. She's like, What? I was like, It looks a little heated. And I just need to warn you that I've got Nick's back. And she's like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, she got it. Oh. Like, she knows that, like, Nick would always have my back. So it's yeah. like, what are you going to do? But at the same time, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I was I was eyeing this. I'm like, why? Are, no, just, no, no. Yeah. I think both of us were kind of looking at each other like, oh, <sighs> fuck me, dude, really. Of all but, the things to fight about. <laughs> all that being said, got out of there, went back to the hotel bar. <laughs> Went back to the room. What time did you guys uh, finally roll out of there, there, Greg? I actually I had to check my Uber receipts. We got picked up at about 1245. Okay. All right. Well, long day. Yeah. So we got it in our heads the next day, and we tried to get you involved, Greg, uh, to go out and get some pozoles. Because, you know, pozoles set everything right. Like, yeah, they, they make your life okay. Get some pozole. Just, just get the zoles in your souls, right? <laughs> <laughs> So off we went to an all-you-can-drink champagne buffet that had pozoles, and we were there for hours. Um, I don't know if, if, if you guys follow Booze League. I don't know if it's on my own personal Instagram or Booze League, but I follow both either way, at Booze League or at Why the Withers. Either way, we're drunk enough that we're doing live stories. Um, <laughs> we got in our head. We're like, dude, you know, just this, this is how you know you're drunk. That's just one more. You want just one more? That's just, oh. grab, a, just grab a quick beer. Let's just grab a quick beer at Institution Ale. Let's just go down there. It's no big deal. It's all. It's how you can always judge Nick's ABV or BAC. Is as soon as he goes, just one more. It's like, oh, Nick's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I'm not. I don't help. I'm kind of an enabler. Like you're, I'm you're not, a bit of an in, uh, encourager. <laughs> I'm not the guy that's gonna be like, nah, maybe not. Yeah, not today, guys. Not today. Yeah. So uh, we went over through one, and uh, four hours later, uh, there we still are, and I got. Uh, video, you can find it on that one. I know is on Boozley. You can find Nick uh, <laughs> dozing off at the table outside after <laughs> being well hydrated. Uh, Monday sucked. Just gonna throw that out there. So mine I was great. I don't know what your problem was. <laughs> I salute Greg for having the the fortitude to not show up for that shit show uh, that was Sunday. But it's all all in all, is a good time. It's a good weekend. Sancho, what did you do Sunday? Did you go out drinking again, or did no, you actually be a responsible human? Oh no, yeah, I laid low, man. I like um. It's funny, dude. I, I went to bed super early Saturday night and because uh, I was so tired. I woke up like at four in the morning and just wanted an omelet so bad that I just <laughs> I made an omelet. <laughs> I, dude, I haven't made at an omelet. Four in the morning. I, have, I can't remember the last time I made one, but that's all I was thinking about. Like I woke up at four in the morning, made an omelet, um, hung out for a little bit, and then there was a weird random football game on at 6.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, perfect. Oh, that's right. I'm, it's like the, I'm awake. the Jets, right? <laughs> the, the London Jets one, right? The London Jets one, Falcons, yeah. right? So that kind of just set my day right there. Um, and then, yeah, I was chill, man. I think I drank a couple beers during the day, some of those uh, cinnamon dolces. I did some laundry. 
Um, super mellow, man. Yeah, I was. It was pretty chill. Um, I was not really in the mood to like go out. I, I was contemplating hitting you guys up, but literally that was like Friday. By Sunday, my body was like, nah, we're just chilling. So. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, speaking from go, having gone through the gauntlet on Sunday, you, you made a wise decision. I'm a little jealous of you sitting home enjoying football. Well, and a little peek into like our background, or background, but like our situation. Yeah. You know, Coley texted us at like 10 in the morning. He was like, hey, we're going for Pistols. I wasn't awake yet. I, <laughs> I woke up at 11, which is something I never do. I'm always up at like nine on the weekends. And that's Coley looked at me, by the way, and was like, Greg says you just woke up. I'm like, that's lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I was, I was oh so God, jealous. Right? I, I, I don't know how I did it. It'll never happen again. That's cool, though. But I, I woke up at like 11, saw the text, was like, well, I just woke up, but someone else, Mrs. Greg, is still sleeping. And that's not such a big surprise. <laughs> and then they texted at like, I don't know, whatever, like 2, 3 o'clock. Hey, we're going to an institution for more beers. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is going to get me in trouble. Mrs. Greg is still in her jammies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think we're going to lay low today. And uh, it was it was a good thing we did because we didn't, we didn't drink anything on Sunday, which was like the first Sunday in 140 years that I haven't had anything to drink. And uh, Monday was fantastic. That's <laughs> classic. Must be nice, dude. Monday was rough for me. I imagine it was rough for Coley and Big Dick Nick. I don't know. Um, I didn't check in, but uh, that's only because it was really hard to do anything that day. (laughs) (laughs) For the record. It's time to go pro with your bad habit. Booze League Radio. So we're on to the news here. I got got just a few quick news stories. Uh, All the news is fit to booze to. The shots of news uh, here on the booze cast. First and foremost, a bit of good news. Uh, Greg, you might have, I don't know, I feel like this is something you already would have mentioned in the, uh, the Craft Beer Republic uh, episode you guys recorded already. But takeout cocktails are here to stay in California. Oh, go. we haven't talked about that. We did talk about, uh, I, I think it's Uber Eats is now getting on board with nice. takeout booze. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Let me tell you a little something about what happened last Friday as we were getting ready for surfing sides. Gavin Newsom, governor of California, signed a bill that will allow restaurants and other drinking and dining establishments to sell takeout alcoholic drinks. So obviously we know all the uh, regulations have been loosened a little bit, um, but this kind of made it official. It is uh, SB 389. It allows any licensed eating place, as well as any beer manufacturer, wine manufacturer, or craft distiller, that prepares and serves food on site to sell takeout alcoholic beverages as long as customers buy drinks with their food. This uh, bill applies to beer, wine, liquor, and mixed drinks as well. So you can take cocktails, you can take, I don't know, whatever. This goes into effect uh, January 1st next year, makes permanent some of the loosened restrictions that uh, I mentioned earlier. Here's how it'll work, though. They do have a few, like, you know, you got, they have some guidelines. It's California. There's going to be some weird rules. <laughs> Always. They're going to be very specific. Right. They can't be in a blue container. Um, <laughs> takeout alcoholic beverages must be sold with a, quote, unquote, bona fide meal and are limited to only two drinks per meal. So you can't order, I don't know, chips and salsa, I guess, is kind of what they're saying there. Huh. Uh, it must be sold in the manufacturer's pre-packaged containers or in containers with secure lids and sealed caps, which sticks with what they've already done. Yeah. 
Takeout cocktails can't contain more than four and a half ounces of liquor. Oh. So you, you can get a really small martini. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that, you're like, thanks. Feel like Andre the Giant holding that thing? <laughs> With his big ass hands and yeah. his giant ass liver. Uh, takeout wine can only be sold in single serve containers. I feel like that'll limit um, some people. All takeout alcohol containers must clearly be labeled as containing alcohol. Now, this law will expire in five years in uh, December 31st, 2026, but most legislators often extend these particular bills. So, Well, since Coley's not here, I'll say it. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm here for, or I'm beer for it. It's the least you can do. No. Right? I mean, yeah. Right. Well, that was like one of like one that was it, with the restaurants I work with. That was one of the things that really kept them going. They're like, dude, we can sell takeout booze. Marge, margin's better. We can get this done. And also everyone I knew that did it, they're like, this is awesome. I hope this stays. Yeah. Yeah. This is so cool. Cause now you can, so not only can you sell your food, but you're like, dude, we have a whole cocktail list of craft cocktails that now you can take home. And that's pretty fucking cool. So that's I'm cool. down. Absolutely down for that. One of my favorites through, especially like lockdown, was a place out here, barbecue chain called Wood Ranch. And they were doing like old fashions. <laughs> I think it was like a 32 ounce soup container. Whoa. And it was like it was like 20 or 25 bucks. I mean, you were getting your dollars worth. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and they were amazing. not weak. <laughs> yeah. The wife and I would order a couple of, you know, like oh whatever God. steaks from Wood Ranch and a couple of these big ass cocktail <laughs> soup containers. And we would have ourselves a night. That sounds cool. <laughs> Damn. It was delicious. Yeah. A few of the restaurants I work with did the same thing. But here, and here's the other thing, too. I mean, well, one, they just bought what they could. I mean, COVID was just chaos. So, like, we need a container we can seal. Soup containers, like, yep. they didn't have. There it is. Know. Put a piece of tape but Here's on the it. other thing, is they would often put the ice in a separate container, but they'd still fill up that container you just bought. Oh. Yeah. So, you're getting, like, five or six margaritas when you ordered, like, two. Yeah, it's smart. <laughs> yeah. Like, hell yeah, dude. I'm totally down for this. Here the, I mean, yeah. like the, the old-fashioned wood ranch didn't even have ice, and they put the cherries in a separate container. They, like, it was. Oh, that's classy. <laughs> They did a good job. The uh, the tiki place downtown, Ventiki. We uh, we got I a couple of their place. drinks, like got some mai tais, and they give you the shaved ice on the side, obviously, which is awesome. You know what I mean? And then for them though, like it definitely looked small. I was like, whoa, this looks like kind of micro. But you pack all the ice in and then pour it, and you're like, oh, this is super gnarly. It's like really strong. Um, but it <laughs> was good. A whole though. Lot yeah, that was, well, every drink yeah. I've had there, even when they just make it and you drink it, there is. It will blow the top off your head. Yeah. Yeah, shout like out to Ventiki in downtown Ventura, <laughs> yeah. man. If you ever just want to get shittered, oh or two drinks. Dude. <laughs> but, it ain't, but it ain't like dive bar shittered, right? No, it's no, like it's good shittered. Crafted, awesome, hey, I feel like I'm in Hawaii, uh, holy shit, where am I now? <laughs> yeah, um, it's like you've gone into the enchanted tiki room, <laughs> except, you know, 30% ABV on every drink oh, they give you. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Absolutely. You do feel a little better the next day, like when you wake up and you're hammered, you don't remember most of the night, you're like... Well, it was a pretty classy place I went to, at least. You know, it, was some <laughs> it, it was just because it was the legit Hawaiian drinks, not because it was the shitty Jack Daniels uh, down the road at the outfield uh, sports bar. It wasn't, at least it wasn't the Starlight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a very local reference. Sorry, Part, everybody. That is very <laughs> But everyone knows. what Everyone has a Starlight in their in their. They town. do. Like, yeah. There's no way they don't. So, all right, this one uh, goes out to our good friend uh, and former co-host of the podcast, Stephen Otter, Stephen the Otter Orth. He needs to get a squad on point. 
River otters are attacking people in Alaska, and experts don't know why. <laughs> a group yeah. of river otters in Anchorage, Alaska, have allegedly been perpetuating... Perpetuating. <laughs> Not even a single letter. Perpetuating. Is it wabbit season? <laughs> perpetuating. Is it wabbit season? That's a good reference. Is it uh, perpetuating a series of violent attacks against people and dogs? Reports of attacks began in September. One incident, a nine-year-old boy was near a duck pond when suddenly four otters gave chase and bit the poor child in his thighs. Two more attacks followed, including a woman and her dog as well as just another dog. Canine attacks by otters were also reported back in 2019, so maybe this has been developing. Maybe there's there's (laughs) a conspiracy theory. It's it's like Oanon or something. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Experts aren't sure what's provoking the otters into this atypically aggressive behavior, though the fact that a group of four or five otters were spotted at the scenes points to one group rather than several different otters being involved. David Battle, a wildlife biologist, said, Most otters never display this strong reaction to dogs or people. It's possible there was some sort of incident involving a dog that led them down this path. So... Or they could just Watch be your dicks. Ass. The otters could be dicks too, right? <laughs> Is there any chance that the people walking by getting attacked had like artifacts brewing in their pockets? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it would have been homies, dude, like high-fiving and yeah, shit. Yeah, at that point, I could, I could see Stephen Otter <laughs> oh attacking them for that. That's so funny. No, no, he wasn't there. You just see him in a pond with like sticking up, like just his head. It's kind of like in the background. <laughs> like his his oh, artifacts hey hat guys. looking off <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> All right, so now comes, uh, we haven't done it in a while, but let's all, let's get back to America's Wang. Florida man, Florida man, there's no one like a Florida man, the dumbest in all the land, there's no one like a Florida man, they got lots of haters and lots of alligators, they really probably should be banned, Florida man, Florida man. I was going to dive right in on this one because... Wang. Dive into that wang. <laughs> Diving in wang first. <sighs> Florida man with a sword and half a gallon of Captain Morgan sets fire in road and floods police station. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. <laughs> I sound like, oh, I can't not do that, dude. I, and I wish uh, we could show. Well, I'll show the picture on online or something. But this goes from Titusville, Florida. Go Terriers. Deputies were on active patrol early Thursday morning when they spotted flames in the roadway around 2.12 a.m. According to police, the flames were in front of the home of one Scott Brandon Taylor, 37, of Titusville, Florida. Deputies have been dispatched to Taylor's home five times (coughs) in the last six months for illegal burns that ranged in size from just being on the sidewalk to taking up the entire street. Damn, sure. dude. Okay. Police found Taylor perched on a log in his yard, holding a sword and a long knife on his belt. And he was actively chugging a half gallon of Captain Morgan Spice rum when they walked up. As one does. <laughs> Taylor dropped <laughs> With the sword. Apparently they're like, like, hey. He had his leg up like the captain. Or like. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing, dude. Maybe they don't have like a captain law in Florida or something. Oh like maybe he could have been exonerated <laughs> oh my God. elsewhere, like in you know the Keys or Barbados. Um, <laughs> actually, and then they did ask him um, some questions, and then he chugged the 
chugged that at at them. I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so the dude was feeling it. Uh, he did drop the sword when asked, but he had no explanation as to why he started the fire. So they booked him into Brevard County Jail. And while there, he had a change of heart about his views on fires. While in the holding cell, Taylor then intentionally broke off one of the fire sprinkler heads and flooded the entire booking area <laughs> of the police station. <laughs> Taylor is now facing wow. 12 misdemeanor and six felony charges related to the incident that night. 18 charges Damn. from that night. 18 hole-in-ones. That is all over the place, Florida. man. It's a low count for Florida. <laughs> well, this is in addition to the, uh, I don't know, they were out there five other times, so God knows. How, he's probably got 100 uh, charges at this point for, I don't know, being a yeah. Florida man. <laughs> As you were saying five, and I was like, what, like the last 10 years? and what? It, what? Yeah. No big deal. No. And you're like six months. I was like, oh, this is Florida. No. Well, you know what? I wonder if that uh, that one they did, if that makes it like one a month. Like, is it like a it sounds like thing it. now? Yeah, it sounds like it was adding up. Well, it's the 18th. Yeah. I'm going to have to head out to fire guy and sword guy home. Like, <laughs> at this point, they just call him the captain. Like, let's, let's go see what the captain's up let's to. Let's go see what the captain's captain. up to. Captain. <laughs> so silly. So, yeah. Uh, good to have Florida, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Days. They've been a little quiet down there. Been a hot minute, but I couldn't pass that one up. COVID had silenced Florida, man. <laughs> but he shall be silenced no more. Is... <laughs> you can only hope to contain him. Well, that, right. that headline was hilarious, too. He just like kept going and going. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And like... there, there's, a lot, there's a lot of story in the headline itself, right? Yeah. I mean. Sandro Alevalo. Sandro Alevalo. Sandro Alevalo. The Booze Cast. Normally, we do the greatest drunk story with, you know, the first, it's tradition when the someone first appears on the podcast that we do greatest drunk story that's never been heard or never been told. Greg, what was yours? I, honestly, I don't remember. If I had to guess, it was probably falling off of a balcony when drunk. Does that sound familiar? <clears throat> it sounds a little familiar. <laughs> Maybe. I know Sancho's was about peeing in, in something. Peeing in the hamper. I thought I was in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> my sister had a friend do that at her house. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I feel like that's our common occurrence, weirdly yeah. enough. That or mm -hmm. a closet, one of the two. Yep. I almost peed in a closet once when I was drunk. I, I Like, I had whipped it out and was like, <gasps> this is a closet. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. You weren't drunk enough, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, it was the worst because then I stopped myself. You know how hard it is to oh, stop yeah. yourself? It pinches. It yeah. hurts. It burns. Yeah. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> So we do have um, uh, a new segment with Greg Jones, Great Drunk Stories, but we're still going to use that old uh, uh, intro. So let's get it going. The greatest drunk story that you've never told. From throwing up to passing out to peeing in the snow. Raise your glass and take a drink because here we go. It's the greatest drunk story that you've never told. A Michigan pastor with eight drunk driving offenses tried to escape yet another DWI arrest by ramming his car into a police cruiser. Well done, sir. David Jones was allegedly drunk, great last name, in his car around 1 a.m. last Wednesday when officers arrived at the convenience store off Interstate 75 in wherever this county is in Michigan. Shit, man, how is your brother anyway? Is he doing good? <laughs> He's doing all right. 
<laughs> Maybe his name is really Scott. Uh, the plastered pastor, oh, nice little alliteration oh, there, oh. refused to roll down his... <laughs> <laughs> refused to roll down his window, refused to do anything, the sheriff said. He then sped across the highway and briefly stopped in a parking lot before speeding up and crashing into the back of a building. Jones then turned around and intentionally slammed into the police car. Damn. He struck their building, turned his vehicle towards deputies, accelerated, smashing our patrol car, uh, Sheriff McIntyre told news station. After the crash, the pastor refused to get out of his car, and the two deputies had to break the windows and wrestle Jones from his car. Oh, my goodness. It was very scary for deputies involved, McIntyre said. <laughs> he added, if you turn your vehicle around and intentionally collide with a police vehicle, you're going to be charged with attempted murder on police. McIntyre also noted that, luckily, our deputies were not injured. The pastor faces 10 charges in total, including his ninth incident involving drinking and driving and attempted murder. Dang. He's being held on a million dollars bond, faces life in prison if he's convicted. Uh, prior to this October 6th incident, his most recent drunk driving arrest was just two months ago in August. It was not immediately clear if he was out on bail or just escaped. Jones often led sermons at the Hilton Oaks Baptist Church in Ferndale. I hear they're hiring about 10 miles <laughs> north of Detroit. It's unclear what the pastor was doing two hours and 20 minutes away from where he lived. The church, surprisingly, has yet to comment on the incident. Geraldine Begun, sure, one of Jones's neighbors attributed the crime to his job as a pastor. She said they probably feel because of their oh, position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably feel like, it's not like it was a little boy. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, how dare you? That's the Catholic. So Sorry. Sorry. Uh, they probably feel of their position in the community that they can get away with some of this stuff. Uh, when Begun told, uh, or when Begun found out Jones was a repeat offender, she asked, who lets him go? Doesn't he ever appear in front of a judge? A friend of the Jones family, Mr. Ralph White, said that he's sad for Jones because it keeps happening. It's sad our system allows it to keep happening. It's sad for the people that are affected by it. I know David's mother, she passed away. She would not be pleased, he said. Oh, Mr. Jones. Damn, that's rough, dude. He's hitting a little patch yeah. right there. Sounds like Scott's wow. back to Ubering. Booze League Radio. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna circle back to a story that we announced. Um, I don't God, I feel like it's back in July at this point. Uh, the director of Taco Relations, as put out by McCormick, has now finally been chosen and announced. Finally, finally. finally. So, uh, just to refresh your memory, um, McCormick was looking for a director of Taco Relations. Uh, You're going to get paid twenty five thousand dollars a month to be a taco representative, give influence on recipes, and go out there and rep be a taco ambassador, essentially. Um, and they did a whole, whole contest with it. You had to send in, like, recipes and influencer videos and whatnot. So this is the uh, statement that McCormick has released. Introducing McCormick's first ever taco... Uh, <laughs> I'll try this again. Introducing... <laughs> Like, not even a single letter? No, not even a sentence. Introducing McCormick's first-ever director of Taco Relations, Joe Luna. Joe with just J-O. Yeah, just oh. yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, it's a she. 
Just uh, so she's got knows. no time for ease. Yeah, she's a Joanna Lua. <laughs> she's not an easy kind of girl. Whoa. As a storyteller, content creator, and taco connoisseur, Joe has officially been chosen for the highly sought-after position of McCormick's resident consulting taco expert. Joe's love of tacos is rooted in her Hispanic heritage and upbringing in the border town of El Paso, Texas. New York City. Sorry. (laughs) Get a rope. (laughs) (laughs) So she started uh, in 2018. She started a YouTube channel. It features her and her husband. It's called Javi and Joe on the go. It's kind of a travel blog, videography kind of thing. They have 5,000 followers. They release videos twice a week. And um, she is now the director of taco relations for McCormick. My only bummer is like, as I was searching, because literally every week I would search, do we know who this is yet? And I'd find articles from, like I found one from a chef in like Scottsdale where the local paper did a expose where he's, he's going for that director of taco relations thing. (laughs) Because you had to submit tacos, so they highlighted all of his tacos, and it was like this thing. Like I'm picturing talk- that chef in like an 80s montage. Nice. <laughs> we need a montage. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, anyways, though, so I was a little bummed that there was no mention of whatever tacos she submitted or anything. It seems like they just chose her because she was kind of a Latina American who liked to travel and do stuff. So, I mean, I see it's a good mix. I just wish I'd... Wish I knew her. Did taco. it say what tacos she submitted for the win? They did not. What? And that's my bummer. Come on, nope. I, that's what I want to know. I nope. mean, like, I don't. Yeah, I wanted to see. I want to know how they submitted taco, this taco. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to know how they submitted the taco. They just like wrap it in foil and stick it in the mail. Like, how did this tacos work? Tacos in just the re- mail. Just recipes. <laughs> not that exciting. <laughs> oh, okay. Greg, it should have been that way, but not that exciting. Yeah, that would have no. been amazing. Lazy asses. <laughs> you just send them one ingredient at a time. <laughs> the, the, they've got to build it. <laughs> this is a deconstructed taco. <laughs> the only limit on the flavor of this taco is your imagination. So put it all together and figure it out. <laughs> it's the worst like chef delivery box ever. Oh my god! <laughs> one ingredient at a time. Here are tomatoes. Next month we'll deliver some meat. <laughs> The announcement actually kind of coincides with National Taco Day. And on National Taco Day, a website ranked the best cities for tacos in California. And I feel like this is important information for people in California. Agreed. October 4th? Was that October 4th? Yeah, it's just a little while ago. Good poll. I celebrated greatly. Me too. I had two two different tacos from two different places. It's good. So just for instance, uh, Greg, what? You're in Thousand Oaks, right? Is your official city? See, okay, so Thousand Oaks, they were not uh, that high up. Yeah, it's not terribly surprising. There's one really the, good place. The out badass here, tacos. You know, I haven't been there yet. I haven't They're been there either. 49. 49. 49. I hear, I hear good things. No. Uh, there's this place out here called Latino Market, and yeah. like half of it's a market and half of it's a restaurant. And holy shit, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and it's weird, Tarantula Hill for some reason does really good tacos. They have like uh, the old chef from Do the, they? the old the old chef from Trejo Tacos, I guess, is there making tacos, and they're they're pretty oh, legit. Shit, I gotta go have their tacos. They're, I've been avoiding them because it's a brewery. Dude, they're so good. There's like, yeah, don't sleep on them. Try them out. I'm gonna give you the quick uh, top five, and then I'm gonna loop back in to Thousand Oaks and Tacos because it comes up in another metric. Mm. 
So basically, they act, they did the metric in uh, access rank. So what's your access to tacos? Easy to get a taco? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> quality. And then popularity. I'm not sure how they got the popularity metric. But then they uh, compiled an overall score. Number one was Santa Barbara, California. Interesting. Access was one. Quality was also one. Popularity was five. Wait, one's bad, right? No, one is like the, you're the top. Okay. Oh, you're, one's you're good. Okay. One. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it's not. The, it's not the rating of one to five. It's like you are out of everyone. You're number one. Okay. You're number one. Exactly. There's a lot of taquerias in Santa Barbara for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Santa Monica came in uh, second. Overall score for Santa Barbara was 87. Uh, overall score for Santa Monica is 52. So Santa Barbara oh, wow. killed it. Yeah, that was a jump. Quite a bit. Costa Mesa's number three, Newport Beach number four, San Diego, the whale's vagina, the mm. whale's taco, I guess. That's a, yeah. yeah, right. That's a huge <laughs> taco. Number five. That's a big ass taco. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's a huge bitch. Oh my goodness. So um, that's your top five. But let's talk. Um, they do have a few other metrics, which I think are very interesting. Um, most establishments serving tacos per capita. Per capita, meaning per 100,000 residents. Mm-hmm. Most establishments serving per capita, number one, was Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. okay. That might be part of the reason why they're so high. Again, that's the access metric that they were looking at. That's why it's so expensive to live there. Yep. It's the tacos. <laughs> oh, boy. How close are you going to be to a taco shop, man? That really right. might raise your uh, mortgage. Uh, Newport Beach, number two. Santa Monica, number three. Carlsbad, number four. Number five was Costa Mesa. Down at the very bottom was South. Well, there's some very white cities in there. Yeah. <laughs> Super white, right? Yeah. They might be close Super. to tacos, but like how good are those tacos? Sure. Yeah. You know, you look at like Carlsbad though, like I'll give that a little bit of props because you're getting closer to the border. I'm surprised like a San Diego or Chula Vista. <sighs> like you go to, anywhere in San Diego County though, um, you're gonna get some good ass tacos. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. Um, highest median rating for establishments serving tacos. So we're talking like Yelp and things like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number one was San Mateo. Number two was Long Beach. Number three, Greg Jones's Thousand Oaks. Hey, there you go. We love our tacos. I should say there's three amigos over off of uh, Avenue dos Arbolas by the Rite Aid, too. You're just tossing out good oh, taco places. I've never been like, there. It's really good. Super good. I, I hear good things. Yeah. I've never been. Oh, yep, Definitely. I eat a lot of tacos on the road, man, for lunch. <laughs> so I know, I know the spots in Ventura County. <laughs> I might re I might redo the uh, taco diet um, this year. Please. I mean, to be honest, you crapped out halfway through. Nope, three quarters of the way through. Three quarters of the way through. Yeah, I, I, is, it a full, is it a full month? Yeah, a full month and nothing but tacos. Wow. So the only reason, like, Sancho, just to catch you up, the only reason I eventually abandoned it was, okay. one... Ill planning. I did not plan vegetables in my taco diet. Yeah. <laughs> so I was at a place and literally someone got a salad. And I swear to God, I went full predator. Like I had nothing but <laughs> but pupils. Like I went, my eyes were full black. Like I'm like, Ooh, what's that? Um, also, it was Mother's Day weekend. And I told my mom what I was doing. And she put her foot down and said, you will not be bringing tortillas into the buffet at the country club to make tacos out of their food. <laughs> So wow. I, I let it go. You got to put your mom yeah. in check. <laughs> I mean, I Mother's Day, you can't normally. Yeah. What is this? Um, like, hey, you use a fork. I use a tortilla. <laughs> At the end of the day, it was 97 tacos and I lost 10 pounds. 
So there you go. Good. Yeah, it was, it was good, but I'm, I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to plan a little better next time. Do more like uh, sweet potato and, and uh, broccoli tacos. Oh, I bet you those be good. Hey, Snapper Jacks has a really good potato taco. I like those are good. Potato tacos are. Are we bomb. down with that? Papa's yeah. tacos, mm, tacos so to papas. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'm going to throw out there on this, uh, one of their metrics was most taco festivals per capita, which is not something I would have thought of. But where am I going to move? Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Taco. Indio, California. Never mind. Indio. <laughs> Meth You'll have Coachella once a year and mm. apparently a lot of taco festivals. Not worth uh, it. Escondido, Oxnard, California. Why, no. Right down the road here. How about Escondido? <laughs> uh, dude, I'd be down for Escondido. I like Escondido. Um, Oxnard, Santa Clarita, and Long Beach. Again, there you go. a lot of white. Oxnard made it in there. Oxnard's, yeah, it's pretty Latino, but... Uh, there's some yeah. good tacos. Oxford's got some bomb ass tacos. I love them, dude. Jesse's tacos in Mexico, if off the seventh, is the best, dude. Literally, it is so fucking good. It's amazing. Little hole in the wall spot. I gotta check it, it out. This yeah. conversation could not happen uh, with a booze podcast in in most other states. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is very <laughs> California. Sorry, everybody. This is sorry. <laughs> can, oh, man. Can, oh. can we go through like, just like real quick, really like, like tacos? <laughs> <laughs> they like that ground beef and cheese and you got, lettuce. You got ground beef tacos. <laughs> I wish these guys were talking about the best place to get the best cheese curds. Ooh. <laughs> sorry, Flex. Oh, man. I almost yeah, ordered right, the, right, huh? I almost ordered a cheeseburger that had cheese curds on it today from oh, like, that Lucky Pulls. I know. Like bacon, jalapeno, cheese curds. Come mm. on. Hey, real quick, can we run down like what what is everyone's favorite taco? Mine is by far and away Al Pastor. I'm gonna go with oh, good old asada. Good. You know, although I I love all tacos, carnitas and uh, pastor are a close second. But mm-hmm. good old mm-hmm. asada, I can really tell about the Mexican place if I get the asada and it's good. We're, we'll do other things. Yeah, I'm a seared carne asada. Second place would be probably um, really good Mexican style shrimp. Oh, oh, okay. oh, I'm down for that. Down to clown with that. <laughs> I'll pass store though. Like, get the fuck out. That is pretty good. And you know what? I'm just a taco guy. I'm like really tacos. picky about I love fish tacos. tacos. Fish tacos and shrimp tacos, mm. super picky, but I do enjoy them yeah. when they're good. Now pouring the booze cast. All right, w- real quick, um, we're going to update the fourth announces uh, here, real quick, just because. <laughs> I got to go. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk uh, much about it, but. Good night. Oh, the over what? here. Thanks for having me. You uh, can follow us on social. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the reason we had Greg Jones on today is uh, for his performance in fantasy football this week. It deserved <laughs> a note and an award. Um, again, like uh, we're, we're this year, we're not going to go over into it too hard, but it will keep you up to date a little bit. Uh, current standings: Otters like anal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just love how nonchalantly you passed over. You're like Otters like anal, and then it caught you. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I've said it too. <laughs> <laughs> to say if I like show like my roster to people for like advice and they see I'm playing that, they're like, what the <laughs> fuck is up with this guy, dude? There's always like some kind of weird joke. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't so feel, like, loves nature uh, feel like explaining it. Like, <laughs> like otters are assholes. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, number two is Guru Smith Schuster. Number three is your commish, Philip Livers. The Pudge Abides, uh, Booze League's former Florida man comes in number four. Big Dick Nick is up at number four. Five. And his, his team's dude. name Number is five. Nick's Nick's nice team. Nice team. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude. That's what Yahoo assigned him. Oh gosh. Yeah. But again, I can't like I can't go with this. Tiny Dick Nick. 
If you're at number five, halfway in the pack, you big dick Nick. Yeah. It's, it's his year. Like medium sized dick. I'm kind of rooting for him now, honestly. <laughs> like size. knock out some of the guys at the top, you know. Have the underdog just kind of shake it up. Average yeah, dick we'll Nick. <laughs> Average dick Nick. Nice. Number six is you, Greg Jones, Jimmy. Woo! There you go. Ice cold beer comes in number seven. That only leaves the gridiron grundle. Dude, I suck this year, man. Literally, everyone <laughs> I bench scores. Everyone I play is horrible. I can't pick a defense to save my life. Like, I don't know. You almost I'm, pulled it out against me, I'm but mess, then I ended dude. up being you about dude, like the 10 bills like just like, like, where, yeah. where did the Bills defense come from, dude? That was insane, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude. Like, I was looking at that been, score like, fuck me, man. All right. They're putting up like QB <laughs> numbers. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, basically. But I also, I would like to offer congrats to uh, Greg Jones of the Craft Beer Republic. Uh, he is this week's, I uh, came up with a, what, Greg, what was your score uh, this week? I think it was like 86 or something. Yeah, it was significantly lower than everyone else. Wow. Um, so congratulations uh, to you, sir. Um, you won this week's Charlie Sheen Award. Winning. The Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting the bed. Droopy-eyed, armless children. But you love to party. I'm by winning. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks. I have changed the sheets, just so everybody. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, Damn. anyways, guys, uh, hey, big shout out to Greg Jones coming yeah, out from Craft Beer Republic. Hi. Whoop, whoop. Go ahead and give out all your, uh, your socials. Where can you find you? Where can we find your podcast? Where can we find that wonderful glass that you're drinking out of? <laughs> hey, craftbeerrepublic.com. In fact, this week, uh, your best girlfriend forever, Coley, is on the show. Uh, find our, our swag and our so socials, Craft Beer Republic. Apparently, if you search the unfiltered gentleman, you find that every now and then. Oh, there Some, you go. Somebody told me they, they stumbled on the real website by going the old way. I don't know how that worked. I couldn't recreate it. But uh, Craft Beer Republic, just, just find us in socials and, and .com and stuff. Nice. Go follow Greg. And uh, listen, you guys got a lot of... Um, guests often on the show um, along with Flex out there they're yeah. turning out delicious content weekly go give them a follow give us a follow as well at Booze League uh, on both Twitter and Instagram you can find us online boozeleague.com as well as facebook.com forward slash boozeleague whatever you're listening to us on right now go ahead and hit subscribe if you haven't already we are literally on every podcast platform so if you're listening to us on one follow us what the fuck is your problem <laughs> <laughs> If you're yeah. listening and not following, you've actually made it harder on yourself. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you have to go through more clicks. Like, yeah. what's going on with you? So, anyways, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, Coley is in Texas. We get to hear about her uh, Texas adventure when she comes back. San Antonio, I believe, is the area she went to explore. So, we'll be, uh, we'll see if it lives up to what me and Sancho uh, went through. While we're I, out there. I heard that Coley walked off that plane and straight into San Antonio and said, Y'all out of beer? <laughs> Y'all out of beer? <laughs> was she carrying a, a crocodile at the time? I believe she was. She was a little confused oh what state God. she was in. Literally, as we we're recording right now, Amanda, the, the Boozley bombshell, who's our uh, very good uh, friend in Texas, uh, saw that Coley was in Texas and uh, sent me a text saying, Cheers, you assholes. No, sorry. Actually, she's like, is Coley in Texas with, like, multiple... Uh, 
question marks and exclamation points. Dang, Coley like so. got some splaining to do. Yeah, right. yeah, I better hit her up, find out what's going on. I mean, it's only six hours from Abilene where she lives, and they'll drive <laughs> that in a day. <laughs> Apparently they got no problem with driving that. So hey, out here that's only four miles. So <laughs> fuck yeah, right? Yeah, if you're on the 405. Like yeah, get from no one thing. end of the valley to the other. Mm -hmm. so. All right, everybody, we'll catch you all on Draft 98. Uh, have a great weekend. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Everybody watch out! Watch out now! Everybody watch out! Watch out now!